0: And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr.
1: Stone Gossett.
2: fucking camera in the
1: drum. Mr. Boom Gasper!
2: You can call me Al, you can call me Ed, you just, just fucking call me, why don't you?
0: Hello, we are back again. Did you miss us? Live on Four Legs Podcast with Randy Sobel and Matt Helbig. Hi. Hey. How are you today, sir?
3: I'm well. How are you coming? Coming down from a little bit of a cold, but it's okay.
0: As as am Uh. I, and uh, I think we're both a little raspy today. But you know what? We did a show almost 24 hours uh, after we were at a show, so that didn't sound too bad.
3: No, the show must go on. You know, if we're sick, we're sick. We got to keep going.
0: Exactly. We'll get through it. And thankfully I'm not as bad as I was this past weekend. But, right. Um I can breathe out of my nose. Let's let's put it
3: that way. I'm not I'm not quite there yet. I'll get there though.
0: Need some Zycam or something like that.
3: I've been taking it, man. It's I, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Are you taking Zyrtec, too or what?
3: Yeah, I got all the allergy pills. I'm a pharmacy up here.
0: <laughs> uh, antihistamine Way of life. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm glad you guys are back. This is our sixth show, Uh, and we're kind of we're in the meat of it now. We, you know, after uh, I'll be honest with you, after five shows, I didn't really know where we were going to stand, whether people were going to still be listening to us, if it was just going to be kind of a one-time thing. But it seems like we still, you know, we find more and more people that are listening each week, which is great. We're starting. To really grow and um after six episodes i'm um happy with uh how everything stands i i i listen to the shows back you listen to the shows back you've been liking it or
3: yeah i have it's it's fun it's fun to listen back and uh drive you know sometimes you have a lot of long car rides and you wait for episodes to load or episodes to become available then you say oh i have my own episode so yeah you listen yeah. back and uh maybe you can you, you figure out ways to make it better. And I think we're getting a little better at it. So
0: we're trying We're you know, it, it's, I, I think anything that you do like this, that, that, that has creativity and that has people listening and feedback, um, I, I think takes a while to sort of figure out. I mean, I've worked on TV and radio shows for the last 12 years or so. And, and, uh, sometimes when you start from the ground up you kind of you're still developing and you're in the stages and you kind of are realizing what people like and what people don't like you know and that's kind of where we are right now and we have a good gauge of, of what people want what people want to hear and we want more of that. so little feedback too like if you were just like, hey, I really liked how you talked about um, I don't know talked about black on the last show like that stuff is really gonna help us. Not just with our egos, but with knowing what more we can do for future shows because we're, you know, I'm constantly trying to look at lists. I have maybe the next four weeks booked up, but after that, I'm kind of like, this, it's a crapshoot. We could be doing anything. Um, I'm looking more into doing eras than doing actual shows, but if we have good content from the, which we will. Uh, but, good suggestions from those errors, then you know that that comes from you guys as well as us doing the research, so you know that that 'll go a long way so but through through the five episodes i'm I'm pretty happy with
3: it, yeah, absolutely, and definitely criticized too. You went right to the positive and said oh here 's what I did like about it, but if there are things you don 't like or things you might want us to change, you know don't call us jerks or morons or anything like that but give us some ideas and, and we're willing to give anything a try of course so
0: and look I have had somebody say that um, we our, our last episode the Berlin episode was a little over two hours and uh, you know it was a good episode it flowed really well and that's fine but we aren't going to try to make your week crazy trying to listen to this show that's that's not our point we're we're gonna try to consolidate we're gonna we're cognizant of it and you know we don't want this to be a four-hour show because there's a lot of podcasts out there so little time we want you guys be able to listen to it and just kind of have it breeze through so with that being said why don't we get into some stuff sir
3: yeah what do you want to start with you want to start with the store
0: yeah the store is still open and will be open until Monday uh, until about midnight on Monday night. Um, that's midnight Tuesday. So think of it this way. It's closing at eleven fifty nine Monday. That's how we usually do it. So that's
3: good to know, Randy, because I still haven't ordered my stuff yet right and I, I got I, I gotta order my stuff.
0: yeah, um, but we gotta have stuff for if we're gonna go to last exit we got we to gotta be wrapping our own, own gear, right? Of course. So um, uh, that that's another thing. I think if we're going to go to Last Exit, anybody that lives on Long Island or the city area, uh, Good Pearl Jam cover band is playing in Patchog on November 2nd. Uh, we can do a meetup. Love to talk to you guys, see you guys. And we're going to obviously be promoting the show.
3: Right. The venue's uh, 89 North as well, if anyone's wondering. 89 North in Patchog. Uh, Randy, what was the date?
0: I think November second.
3: November second, eighty nine, North in Patchogue.
0: Yeah, I think I think it should be a good time. Anytime you can hear live Pearl Jam, no matter who plays it, should be should be fun. So uh, back to the store. The web address is lo4lOctober.itemorder.com, and you guys, I'm sure it's been planted all over Facebook. You've seen it before. Uh, we got the severed hand shirts. Those are Halloween shirts. We're not going to ever do those again. So if you want those, this is going to be the last time it's a hoodie and long sleeve shirt. Um, the state of love and trust, Illinois shirts with uh, the fallen cubs. Unfortunately, we have a couple other colors in that too. That was, that was a highly uh, requested. uh solat shirt. So we did it and we're hoping that we can get some, uh, some people interested in that one. Um, so, That's available to you guys, as well as some live on four legs, ringer tees, and v-necks for the ladies. So there you go. There's six items, lots of different colors, lots of stuff available, uh, pretty cheap prices too.
3: Terrific value on on those items, I think, as well.
0: And remember, a lot of this is going back into the show, into us just kind of being able to do this on a weekly basis, kind of putting into whatever we have to do on that that point but it, it's also we're going to put it into charitable donations as well as you'll see during the holiday period we'll uh we'll really pump that up and we'll really talk about that a lot more so um yeah this is going to be it's it's done on monday it's over on monday and then uh After that, we won't do another store until, like, Black Friday on Thanksgiving. So um, that's it, and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy the merchandise as much as we do, because we want to continue doing it. All right, so since that's taken care of, uh, you want to talk a little bit about Patreon again?
3: Sure. Live on Four Legs wants to bring you guys the best listening experience. We also want to bring you guys fun stuff to enjoy, like more episodes and merch. So we're looking to raise money through our Patreon page to keep our store up and running. We're going to be adding some amazing merchandise for the listeners, and we're also going to be donating a lot of money to charity. We're not asking for a free handout, and we're not taking any profits. For every donation, there will be prizes and incentives, so let's get to those. $40 donation, you'll receive an exclusive Live on Four Legs t-shirt. Those are the t-shirts that we put up in our store and that we feature every month. You'll also get a Live on Four Legs sticker, a shout-out on the show, and the really cool thing, an opportunity to pick an episode. You'll tell us which Pearl Jam show to cover, if it's one you wanted to go to, if it's one you like to listen to, or if it's one that you've been to that holds a special place in your heart. If you donate $20, you'll receive a special gift bundle consisting of merch from the 2018 Home Away Shows. This bundle is big time while supplies last. They are going fast, and once we get close to reaching our goal or open up our store, we will mail those out to you guys. That also comes with a Live on Four Legs sticker and a shout-out on the show. If you donate $10, dollars you get a special shout-out on the show along with a Live on Four Legs sticker, a Live on Four Legs print set, and a thank-you letter from Randy and I. If you donate $5, dollars you receive a Live on Four Legs sticker, a thank you letter from Randy and I, and also a shout-out on the show. If you donate $1, you'll get a shout-out from Randy and I on the show. So go check out our Patreon page, Live on Four Legs. Become a patron. Do a one-time donation. Any little bit helps. Again, it all goes back to you guys, whether it be merchandise or charitable organizations.
0: So uh, speaking of the the $40 package on that, uh, the shirt, that's going to be an exclusive shirt. We're talking about a couple of different ideas, uh, you know, really fun references to the band. Um, but there, it's going to be exclusive. We're not going to sell that in the store. It's just going to be for our Patreon people. Um, it's going to be special. So not only will you get everything that's said in the package, but uh, you're going to get something that nobody else is going to have. If you're a Pearl Jam fan, which you obviously are, you're going to think it's hilarious. So, so. All right, uh, Memphis, two thousand and fourteen. Uh, bust out your best Elvis impression. Do
3: you have one? Um, wow, put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about? Uh, yeah. Hey, go get me some donuts. That was a bad impression. <laughs> what? He, he liked donuts, right?
0: I don't know. Homer Simpson like likes a, donuts. I,
3: I, wasn't he? Yeah, but uh, didn't he eat them in excess and then?
0: Probably. And then have, I mean, had that, some health problems. That's fat Elvis. So. Wasn't he like a jelly donut guy? Maybe. I don't know. I I was thinking more like uh hey 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 my hips oh hey there a little missy her going down to see Pearl Jam in in Memphis. You go down to Graceland and
3: Didn't his daughter marry Michael Jackson?
0: Yes. Yes she did.
3: Yeah, that happened. Uh,
0: yeah. Alright, so anyway, um, this is a special show for me i was in attendance matt you were not um but you have listened to the show as of i in the past week and yeah what did you you know let's let's get into
3: it all right um i'll let you know what i thought about it later on um it'll become probably pretty apparent as we go through but um why don't you tell everyone why'd you go what a uh, what what inspired you
0: um pearl jam first of all <laughs> Just that they were okay, on well tour. That, that uh,
3: just because we're, you know, we're a Pearl Jam podcast and you're yeah, on tour, that can't be your answer for everything.
0: Oh, I know. But I, I think it <laughs> first and foremost needed to be. Anyway, uh, I went to five shows in 2013, which was, I think, the most I ever did in a year. So going to a place that I'd never been before was kind of. I'd done Chicago, but this was. You know, something I wanted to do. And, and uh, uh, it was during a time where I was afraid to take off work in the past because I worked on a lot of NFL stuff. I was working on Monday Night Football throughout the this year and the year before. And I've seen during that time I saw other people take vacation. And I'm like, screw it. I'm going to finally take vacation. Everybody here is replaceable. I'm just going to do it. So I put in for the lottery. I put in for Memphis and Detroit. And I was just crossing my fingers, Memphis, 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 Memphis. Uh, I guess I didn't really want to go to Detroit, but if I had to, if I, I would have. Um, but I put in for GA and seats in both, and I was able to get exactly what I wanted. I got Memphis GA, and um, you know it was a weird tour because I would have, I would have spent the week traveling, but they did Austin City City Limits that weekend before. This was on a Tuesday. They did it that Saturday, and they were going to Detroit, I think, Thursday, and then off to, like, St. Paul, Minnesota, or Moline. That was around that time. Um, in hindsight, I, I, I should have went to Moline and Milwaukee, but, you know, what could you do? Next time, I'll, I'll have the foresight to say that they're going to play Yield and No Code all in one shot. Yeah, because I can do that. Um, I flew into Nashville, which you keep thinking the show is Nashville, but it is not.
3: It's just, yeah, we kept saying Nashville,
0: you know it's if you've never been to Tennessee before, I guess uh you you would get confused but. I've been
3: to Nashville, Memphis, and yeah, I've been to both, so I don't know why oh, okay. i don't I don't know why I'm getting confused
0: <laughs> uh, a, all all uh you know everything out the window there, so I flew into because I wanted to see that downtown area with all of the bars like Tootsie's and a couple other places. And honestly, like, I'm not a country music person at all, but um, it was so cool to see just that area and that surroundings just being all about music. And, you know, if you talk to bartenders, I went to this bluegrass bar and talked to the bartender who like, would stop bartending to go sing. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah,
3: it's not just country music anymore. Nashville's just... It's everything. It's really it's really amazing.
0: They kinda at least that woman at the bar I was mentioning people like, what about like the country pop country stars like a Keith Urban or something like that? They're like, No, we don't care for them down here. I'm like, All right, I respect that because at least they're going down the, the traditional route. So I'm not ever gonna be a country fan, but at least I gained a little respect for what the people their interest there and how dedicated they are to it. So, uh, it was a good experience. So the next day that was a Monday and the next day I I took a three hour drive from Nashville to Memphis and I was listening to, to, Neil Young the whole way. I was on a huge Neil kick at the time and I, I don't know what really sparked it, but I think, I think I bought a Rolling Stone magazine with him on it and I was reading it during the flight and I just downloaded like five albums of his and listen to it the whole way. So, as influential as influential could be. So, since I was by myself, um, my goal the entire day was to just try to make friends with everybody and just try to have as many conversations as possible. And uh, I met a lot of people along the way, and I, it was a really cool experience. And um, I was on one of the lines, the first person that I met. I think was actually from Connecticut and not only that, but he used to do construction when the ESPN buildings were, uh, uh, under construction. Uh, he was there doing construction at the building. So I probably passed by him a bunch of times. So that was,
3: (laughs) that's pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: So that was kind of cool. And then somewhere in there, I met a dude named crazy Charlie and his wife and, uh, I can't remember his wife's name, but we were online for a couple minutes and a couple of us were talking. Then I'm like, guys, let's just go grab a beer. And, you know, maybe after like a 10 minute conversation, we went and grabbed the beer at one of the local bars. And we were there probably for like an hour just, you know, just talking. We were talking a lot of hockey. He's uh, Crazy Charlie. I'll I'll promote his stuff. I think he works for. a radio station called Predneck Nation. Um, okay. does something with Predneck Nation. It's a, a, a Predators uh, fan. Predators, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. he does something with that. I know he was doing it at the time. I'm not quite sure. I should have gotten more information on that. But um, yeah, I just remember talking hockey with him the whole time. He grew up in Jersey and he was a Ranger fan growing up. So, you know, from going to Jersey to Nashville and really growing up with the Predators while they were there, you know, when they first started and now, and now they're actually good. They were in the cup a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, uh, I'm sure that that's more of a hockey town than it was back when I was there. Uh, so, you know, kind of cool to, to see that. But I, I got in touch with Charlie through Twitter. I actually ended up finding him cause I had his number and he wasn't responding to my texts and, and, um, I was, I was trying to get a story out of him. I was trying to get something out of him and all, all, all I got from him was, Hey, great to hear from you. And I understand like, you know, shit gets busy and, and whatever, but, uh, wish you could have had, you know, a couple minutes to just, you know, reconnect with them and say hi. And, you know, that, that'll be a theme for me going forward here. Uh, just the people that you meet at these shows. I felt like this was very summer camp for me. Where you all say at the end, ah, we'll, we'll keep in touch, we're best friends forever, and then, you know, you never follow up with each other, which uh, was really disappointing because it shouldn't have happened that way. And I think our mindset at Fenway this year was to really make friends that we can keep for, for a lifetime.
3: You know why it worked, right? It's because we gave everybody free shit. <laughs> free stuff. So we made a lot of
0: friends. <laughs> Uh, story of my life. But anyway, um, friends are friends and I I bet you if we didn't give them free stuff, they would still be our friends.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was just, uh, I was was just making, I was just making a stupid joke. We, we know some, (laughs) they were all pretty great people and, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to know them free stuff or not. They, uh, they've stuck around. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, I ended up selling my ticket to a guy named John, and he camped out that night with a couple of his friends. And uh, yeah, like, I wasn't willing to do that. I'm not, you know, I never went camping as a kid. I never, you know. Never spent a night in the woods. I was never in Boy Scouts or anything like that. So doing that kind of stuff and living outside is. There's not...
3: also a difference between spending a night in the woods in a tent and sleeping on a sidewalk as well.
0: Well, you could have brought a sleeping bag with you. You are still, sleeping just... on a
3: sidewalk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's just. It's just. I can't. I can't
3: do that. No, so. me. Me either. I, I can't. I need a bed. I need my bed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the comfort and security of your own home yes but thankfully because I sold him the ticket uh, that I, the extra that I had people around me were cool that I kind of you know got in with a spotted line and I, I believe it was 23rd or 21st in line I thought I said I was the Michael Jordan of the line so I think it was 23
3: 45.
0: It was not forty five. <laughs> I was not forty five. That's
3: the I other Michael Jordan.
0: Oh, that, that's that's something else too. Which that's
3: his other. That's when he came back, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm saying forty five is something way worse than Michael Jordan. So.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, You're right.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: or, uh, politics or promise not to talk politics on the show. So, um, <laughs> I think doors opened a little later than I anticipated and um, the only thing I could think about was because we were drinking beforehand I had to go to the bathroom so freaking bad I had broken the seal and I had to go and s- you
3: and you couldn't wait to leave and flow to do it
0: no well I mean it was GA what what was I going to do I, I couldn't I couldn't do that I everybody pissed off so
3: it depends on how bad
0: I think the, the best way to do it was exactly how I did it. And this is yes. hint for uh, anybody that has to do this in the future. So once the doors is open, take your tickets. And it was like the running of the bulls to get in there. Everybody just flocked right to, right to the floor. Found their spots. Uh, I didn't care who I was in front of. Um, I just wanted on the rail. And I got in between... Somewhere in between Stone and Eddie. I think I was a little closer to Stone. Uh, maybe like closer to Stone and Boom. Um, but, you know, waited for a couple minutes. Kind of said hi to the per- people to to both sides of me. And then kind of said, alright guys, I have to go to the bathroom. If I come back, I'm coming back with a beer for each of you. So, can, can you hold my spot? They were they were cool with it. I brought them both back a beer and uh that's that's the way you do things folks. You know, uh yeah, basically try to make friends with the people around me at that time and it's funny enough uh you know John Ferrar, he's one of our Patreons. Yep. He emailed me once we uh, sent out the stuff for the show and he said that he was on Stone Side too at the rail. Oh I'm cool. Like no way. Like I I could have been standing like 3 people away from him. And now you never know, yeah. And now he's one of our listeners. So he said he was going to send his pictures from that show. So maybe I have like an arm or something in one of the pictures that, yeah, maybe there's documented proof. If you, you know, it's kind of funny. If you see this, uh, this show is on YouTube, it's uh, there's a full show taken from Mike's side on YouTube. Yeah, they and didn't
3: put the bootleg to it though, so unfortunately, it's not the best quality. But they do not, have the whole show.
0: Yeah, but um, I'm I'm up there in the front. You you just like it's hard. You can't really see. I during my near manners, it looked like I was kind of shaking my fist the way I do, and right. that was the that was the best possible way that I could tell that I was there. But if
3: you've ever been to a show with Randy, you will see that fist that fist <sighs> pump. He's got a very specific way to do it
0: yes yes so um you know uh we'll we'll, we'll get to that but there's yeah. lots of cool stuff being on the rail um yep. but why don't we uh first song in and kind of all the hype and anticipation and we get to the first song and it was pretty much the opener for almost every lightning bolt show here's pendulum
1: You know what's happening ah.
0: During Pendulum, um, like, during the first two-and-throw, you can see Eddie kind of go off mic, and he coughs, and he kind of, like, signals with his neck, like, I don't have it today, almost. And throughout the whole show, you know he he's sick. He's not. He's not 100%. He labors through a lot of it, and, um... It's part of the show's charm if you listen to it back, but also some of the decisions that they make during the show, you can tell that they made them due to how Eddie was feeling. Yeah,
3: there are some moments where it gets a little, I wouldn't say strange, but um, I'm not going to even put the whole blame on Eddie, um, again, catering to maybe Eddie being sick. I'm gonna say up front, this show. I just felt like I felt like the entire band didn't really have it this night for some reason. Um, could have been to bend to what Eddie needed to do, what he needed to sing, how he needed to sing it. But uh, this one is very strange to me. I'll get I'll get more into it as we go along, song to song.
0: I I, f- I forget if I mentioned it he- here in the episode yet, but I, I said it earlier. Um, I considering because it was raining all day at this show. Uh, and that whole week it was it was raining um, I, this is a rainy day show it's songs that you would hear uh, you know they' it's not the most uplifting of songs there's a lot of dreary tracks throughout the whole time and I wonder if it was if that was a, a reason why they did it because it was just kind of the atmosphere of the day and uh, the second song, was washed, so that makes a whole lot of sense that they would go from pendulum into wash because it was raining all day. So, um, you know, I think it really set the tone for what they were trying to achieve and some of the lower octave songs that Eddie was trying to sing.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a possibility. I saw this as more of just like, it's a, I don't know, it feels like just like a a mid-tour set. You know, it's you get your opening nights, you get your closing nights, you get your, you get your MSGs, you get your stadium shows. Again, we'll we'll get to it, right? More as we go along.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a decent mix of everything. Um, but like you said, like openers and closers and special shows like MSG or Boston or somewhere else like that, they're going to kind of pull out more stops than you would expect them to. Uh, right. For Memphis, I mean, they do a couple things here, but it's not. This is not the rarest of the rare shows. It's it's a pretty basic show, but that doesn't ruin what charm it has. Uh, uh, Afterwash was low light and um, great performance of low light. I had no problem with this, but it you know, considering what we heard from last week's low light, uh, it was nothing like Proline. <laughs> Right, right. There was no sky.
3: And, uh, like, uh, last week's low light, um, this is kind of back in its rightful spot or, you yeah. know, the spot where I like it. Even though I said I don't mind where it really goes, uh, but this is my favorite spot.
0: I, I kind of agree. And I think this once they really got into the three song open, um, they, uh, they started using it here i think it was more of a a post even flow cooldown for a while and that's why you wouldn't hear it as often but once they started doing the three opener slash uh slow song uh open in a row low light became that's when they really around this time mixed low light into the set a little more right so right. after low light is why go and this is you know, the kickoff into the set. And, um, the one thing I have to say just from watching, uh, what kind of bass is Jeff using during the song? Cause I, I love the type of bass that he has, Matt. Do you remember? It was the black one.
3: On that one, Jeff uses the, um, it's other, it's other, the, um, eight string or the 12 string Hamer bass. It's, you know, it has octave strings, and it gives it that real that sound that you mm-hmm. hear in those songs, like "Why yep. Go" and uh, "Jeremy." It's because each each string has one or two other strings yeah, right. right below it uh, that you strum at the same time, and like it gives school, it that octave, like the twelve-string okay. guitar. What's exactly. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it gives it that sound, and it sounds amazing. And I don't think they ever put those into production ever. I think Jeff has the only ones. And if I'm not mistaken, I might even go further and say that he's been using the exact three of them since like '92, oh, wow. um, or '91, might be even earlier, um, and maybe even the '80s. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, he's got the two black ones, and he's got the one that's all painted. You, uh, you, yeah, you know that one, right? It's the, that's the same base, but it's you know it's all. I'm pretty sure those are the 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 originals. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, someone correct me if I am, but but yeah, it's those, and they're really cool. They have such a great sound, as as you've noticed, because that intro, especially on this one, that intro to Why Go is,
0: is yes. really good. Um, I think my second favorite bass of his is the one with the, uh, the Sex Pistols co- colors. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's kind of yeah, like... The, the yeah, those are his custom...
3: Yeah, it's the pink one, right? The The glow, it kind of glows in the dark. Yeah, it's yeah. Those are the, his uh, his new Mike Lull custom bases. Those are... Those you can buy from Mike Lowell. They're very expensive, but they are um, they are amazing. So
0: we go from Why Go into All Night, my common rare track, and uh, I, this is probably like the fifth or sixth time I had heard it, and I'm just kind of standing there like, "All right, cool." I'm, I'm I wasn't going to be picky with the set list this night because I was on the freaking rail. Yeah, but you know, I I tried. I I think if I got All Night. In my next show, if I get into my next show, I'm going to appreciate it a little more because I won't be. As yeah. Busy.
3: You know, I noticed something after we had talked about it. Uh, you could refer back to our episode five. We had some theories on on all night, uh, which, which I thought were Yo, pretty bro. funny. Listening to it on this show again, I I realized something. I don't care for it at all, as it turns out. <laughs> I thought I did. I thought I liked you it. You liked it like
0: three episodes ago. You know, and
3: I, I always thought I liked the song, and we've talked about it a few times now. I went back, I listened to it. I, I don't. I don't care for it. <laughs> um, you know what, though? Give me like a year, I might love it again, because that, that's what happens. Yeah, you, know, you never know. You go so. through
0: cycles of stuff. And I, Exactly. I I think I liked it at first, and then I think it was kind of after the first two shows that I went to and they played it both shows I'm like oh, this one uh, I'd rather hear something else well yeah it wasn't like I didn't care for the song it was more like uh you're you're kind of in the way all night
3: what else you got what's next what's next yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so uh I don't know I I think I think I would appreciate it more if they played it at the next show I went to so Sure That's. sure anyway, mind your manners is next and again I'm you can see my arm because I'm very vicious <laughs> with it and I'm over the rail so if you're watching a YouTube video there that I
3: song am. lends itself to some really good Randy fist pumping
0: <laughs> I'm sure it does yeah okay so Ed takes the mic after the sixth song and he says uh, that they're getting warmed up in the old days he couldn't see past the first few rows because of the small clubs and all the pot smoke in the back. So uh, thanks, people, for getting out of the pyramid. Uh, that was the old Memphis arena. And then he makes some weird joke about, says he knew knew that Elvis came here but not Egyptians, and this next song is as old as ancient Greece, and it's even flow, and it's too early for even flow for me. I think I needed to wait a couple more songs to hear it.
3: Get it out of the way. I'm fine with it. Get it out of the way.
0: Yeah. I guess, but
3: you know, <laughs> I was listening to that, the, the speech that Eddie made, you know, right there after mind your manners, uh, maybe it would have made sense more if you were like there, but I had no fucking idea what the hell he was talking about. If this one was I'm
0: listening to it back, I didn't know oh
3: man. It was, some of the most incoherent rambling I think I've ever heard this, this show is, this show is bad uh, with the rambling, I thought,
0: but you know what? It, it, we'll, we'll hear it in a little bit. There are two really good stories that come there, out. There of are, the show. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
3: There are two, you know. but he's all, he's probably all hopped up on, on freaking meds
0: and a, yeah. yeah. And
3: histamines and Dayquil or whatever. Right. So <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and wine. Cause he's drinking throughout this show too.
3: Yeah. He's mixing. Yep. He's mixing. So,
0: uh, not, not his not his best moment, but I don't think it's his worst either. Uh, no even flow into an improv song. Um, Still to this day, we don't know what it is, but we're going to play it for you just because it's never been played since. So make of it what you will. (laughs)
3: I I do know what it was.
0: What? What, what is it?
3: It was really bad. <laughs> it's not good. I'm sorry.
0: I, that was that was like a Statler and wardorf War, yeah, War, War uh,
1: <laughs>
0: I can't say his name. Uh, kind of, oh, you know how bad that was. It's all bad. You know, one of those. I just
3: didn't get it. It didn't. Gallery. It didn't do anything for me. And uh, I don't. I don't know. There's some bands that just shouldn't improv i think I don't, i'll get I don't you
0: know. back i'll hold you close i'll make you not want to ever go i'll get you now that sounds like almost kind of like the follow-up to porch
3: it sounds kind of rapey i don't i don't know <laughs> it's very good
0: is that like a Kavanaugh game <laughs> or something like that
3: this is not a sports show this is not a political show
0: <laughs> disclaimer it's, all over it's the place. both <laughs> oh god oh boy yeah I, i'm not i wasn't really crazy for it either especially for what followed uh the segue was fine into lightning yeah. bolt but i'm like okay kind of slow into something a little more upbeat this is a good time for mfc damn it right
3: Ooh, i didn't think about that that's yeah that's that's a good point yeah i like you that.
0: know it it felt like lightning bolt was way too obvious for uh, this. Spot.
3: Yeah, Ob- uh, is obvious. Yeah, maybe obvious is the word. I, yeah, I, I'm. I agree with you. I agree. Or with it's you. just kind
0: of. Or, or because the improv is something that's unknown, and you you kind of don't know what you expect, and what you get from the intro usually from MFC is the untitled intro, which I love. I think it's great. Right. Um. But. It's also something that doesn't come up very often. So if you're getting this improv that you've never heard before, then you're hoping that the follow-up is something that you also don't hear often. And to get lightning bolt, which is the second most common song, yeah, that's uh, of a that that's just a little,
3: that's an interesting yeah. take on that. Uh, I I kind of like your your theory on that. That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I, you know. We hear lightning bolt all the time, so it just—I I thought it would lead. It, it's kind of like the "Don't Forget Me." I, we, we had mentioned it. I think it got cut from a show, but when Chili Peppers played "Don't Forget Me" at one of their shows, they did this whole big lead up, and you thought it was something really good that was about to happen, and then they go into literally my least favorite song. Yeah, so
3: you know what? They tend to do that too. They tend to like take a few improv jam sessions and build up this moment into. You know, like Californication or something, you know, you know, it's what's going to happen. That's what they do. But I agree. Like, hey, do an improv and then be like, boom, here's here's
0: something you've never heard before.
3: Yeah. Here's big wave. You know, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have to find a show that does big wave and brain of Jay in the same show. Yeah, right. If if it's ever happened, maybe maybe at some point during the avocado tour. And then both of
3: our heads can explode. And
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Those are the only two snippets we played the whole entire show. <laughs> uh, Ed's voice isn't a hundred percent, and he's he labors during lightning bolt. He kind of passes by a verse or two at the end, and just kind of you know speaks as, and you, you can tell he, he's he's not there. Uh, but he thanks the people for making him feel better, and. Uh, says that he recorded a song off the last album with a cold and asked it, when asked if he, they should redo it, Brendan O'Brien probably told him it sounded good, it sounded like there was a strain that he appreciated. So right. uh, that's kind of what we got this night. And he said he shook a lot of hands at Austin City Limits, but he doesn't think it's Ebola. So
1: He's
3: not I, sure, though.
0: Not sure, <laughs> but doesn't think. Yet if they play crazy Mary later and they want to pass a bottle around, they, he can, he can use the help during that song, which was kind of a, he doesn't tip his, he doesn't tip the set like that, usually, right. which I thought was interesting, but you know, cool. We're getting crazy Mary later. Great.
3: You know, I think he's just kind of making a joke, like making light out of, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling the greatest. So let's let me sure. just lighten the mood. You yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, that segues into sirens and, uh, we have si- we're going to deal with Sirens in the next show, and I-, I had a whole thing that I wanted to do about it here, but uh, one thing I will mention is I-, I really like the ending of Sirens in this one because they kind of continue on with the, ah, 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 and it's kind of like a mini version of what they do with Black. That I like.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, my thing with sirens is, not like you said, we'll get into it again next week. But um, yeah,
0: I think we'll get into it. You next know, week.
3: it's just—I uh, don't know—sirens to me was always just—it's—it's it's a song. It—it exists. It's there. Standard middle of the road to me. It's—I uh, know a lot of people really connect with it, and a lot of people really like it. Uh, I don't feel that at all for it. It's just me, though. Yeah,
0: my—I guess I'll mention this now. My thing is that. After that song was released, every ex that I had, and as well as my current fiance, has liked the song. So when Julian got into it, it was like one of the first Pearl Jam songs that she got into. And she kind of had this spark, like, Ooh, sirens. And I was kind of like, Oh, here we go again. Yeah. You know, another, you know, is this a bad omen? It, it turned out not to be. But, um, you know, I, it just had that. Weird taste on my mouth, and I was just like, you know, okay. Here, sirens is now like my song with somebody else again, and uh, but this time it worked. Segwaying into the next song, uh, Ed says this is about something we love very much, but doesn't give a fuck about us, the planet, and it goes into a deep track off Riot Act called Half Full, which we're gonna play for you. Uh, Sotful right now. Consider this as the inclusion to the rainy day theme here. It's very bluesy and kind of makes sense for Memphis. Uh, um, You know, I like the song too. I think Uh, it's a cool song.
3: This one was also like sirens for me. Like it was kind of a take it or leave it, Um, but it's it's become um, a song that I really enjoy.
0: It's it's angry in this day and age. When we didn't really understand it as much back. In,
3: right. I, I think we definitely grew into the song. Right. I think we definitely, I think we grew into the album actually. I, that's
0: kind of, Riot Act used to be my least favorite album and now it's turned into, uh, I love it. It just makes so much sense for the culture and the mindset of uh, of what we're going through now. And I, I really hope the next album kind of mirrors that, but who knows? It could just... yeah could just be kind of like a can't deny me like rip off album i don't know but anyway yeah. uh another rainy day song would follow mike was crazy during half full too i don't i it was like he took catnip yeah <laughs> he
3: or, he took, running or he took back and forth. or he took some of uh some of eddie's uppers for, for the for his cold <laughs> Which
0: He he was doing himself at that Fenway show too right so he's not he's not immune either None no. of these guys are.
3: No, definitely not.
0: Uh, next is Garden, and I hadn't heard Garden in a long time before this night. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely another rainy day song. Um, but I was happy to see it. I I, I like Garden.
3: Yeah, I don't yeah. think you like
0: it that much, did you?
3: Um, I'm more of a live Garden guy than I am a album Garden guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I would have. I would have. I would have taken this for sure.
0: Okay. Good garden. Stones, garden the stone. Yeah. Hint, hint. Later yeah. merchandise. Uh, next, he said he asked about the serious collectors at first, but then he asks Matt if he went to Sun Studios, and uh, let's just play the story because it's freaking hilarious. Uh, how, how many of you good people consider yourselves serious
2: collectors? <laughs> hey Mike McQuarrie, are you serious? You went to Sun Studios today? Uh, did you go to Sun Studios? Today? I did go. Yes. Confirmation. He did go.
4: Uh, Matt Cameron went
0: too. We
2: went. We got a
4: super quick tour and took some pictures.
1: Oh no. Nice.
2: Funny story about it. There is? Really quick. Yeah. Apparently, the drummer from Pearl Jam was there the day before. But we got in today. <laughs> so, oh, so, so the guy said, oh, the drummer from Pearl Jam was here yesterday. We
0: thought it was something, we thought it might be an imposter, but it turned out to be... Dave Kruzan.
2: Oh, it really did.
0: He's here tonight.
2: We're
0: gonna give him a big hand. I think he said that, was recognized. So just a recap of that, um, Pearl Jam went to Sun Studios this day and they said there, Oh, Pearl Jam's drummer was here yesterday, and they're all staring at that like, Oh, but uh, what were you doing yesterday? <laughs> and it turned out to be Dave K. So that was, that's kinda of funny. Um, I think I think gruesome was actually at this show though.
3: I think they mentioned that gruesome was, he was there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this leads into another really funny story from Ed about, uh, how a bouncer was talking, said, said that he looked like Eddie, Eddie out there having a smoke with him, looked like Eddie and said, yeah, uh, we'll just play the story. It's, it's funny. Yeah. See I thought that was going
2: to be like, the story, I I had to, I was at a bar in San Diego once and, and um, you couldn't smoke in the bar, as well as you can't really, and that was when I used to smoke. And then, um, and then, uh, so I went outside and the bouncer had looked at my passport, I had a passport at the time, and, and then he uh, let me in and I had a, a margarita and I was waiting for the meal and I went out to have a smoke and he was talking to this girl, the bouncer was, and and she said, you know, you look kind of like, what's his name, the singer in that band? And, um, and then, the, and then the, uh, the bouncer said, yeah, I met that guy a few years ago. He's a total asshole. And he said, and, he said, and he's shorter than you to the girl. And and so she said, "Really shorter than me?" He said, "Yeah, it's like you without your heels on." So she takes her heels off, and I'm going, and I walk over to her. I go, "Really?" He's like this tall. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just—he was just a dick, man. He's just a dick. So I finished my smoke, and then I just—I just had to open up. I said, "You didn't look at this very close, did you?" Showed him the passport, and all he did was go. Oh, dude, it's so awesome to meet you. (laughs) Like he hadn't said any of that shit before. So anyways. (laughs) So, uh, I I went home with the woman wearing her heels. That's just how it happens in in (laughs) here. That part's not true. Oh, and I married her, and we have two kids. Yeah, sure. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Speaking of good stories, uh, this is going back to one for all you serious collectors.
0: So, um, <laughs> needless to say, uh, if you think somebody looks like a celebrity, don't ever just just treat them as if they were, because you never, you just never know. I forget the actor's name, but the guy who played Champ from Anchorman. Oh,
3: yeah. No, I forget that. I never remember that guy's name.
0: Yeah. He was, the, he was in the office, yeah, too.
3: Yeah, Todd Packer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he was actually filming something at, at, at work one day, and he was dressed up as Champ. And I was kind of in like this mini meeting, and I paused to point at him, and I actually... I actually said whammy and he he pointed back at me. That's funny. Cool. So yeah, you know, shit, shit like that. So Yeah,
3: I mean I danced at a wedding with Aaron Rodgers, so
0: Yeah, that that's, that's totally normal. Back to the serious collectors thing, uh it's alone. We've heard that constantly when they say this is for the serious collectors and they go into alone. And what's funny is the show that I went to before this I think he said the same thing. It was in Hartford, uh, 2013. And I, I guess when you hear serious collectors, you get, Ooh, this little tingle of like, ah, it's going to be a song I've never heard before. But when it goes to, into a song that you heard at the very last show that you were at, it sucks a little wind out of you. Yeah. Although I like alone.
3: I love alone. Yeah. I was just going to say, this is, I understand what you're saying, you know, uh, maybe hoping for something else, but man, I love Alone. I mean, it, it's awesome. It goes
0: back. It goes back into the the all night thing. Like you know, after you hear a rare song too much, it loses the luster. Instead of
3: I don't feel that way about Alone, and I and I don't want to compare it to. I feel all less night. about.
0: I no, I I don't want to either. But if say the next show that I went to, they played Alone, I would be like. Okay, it's time to, it's time to find another rare song for Randy to hear. I'll
3: take it though. I mean, I, it's it's such a great live song. Um,
0: I'm greedy. I like I like my stats. Uh, I like my numbers. I,
3: I know you like your numbers and you like your stats, but for me, man, I I, hey, I love the song. So I, I don't care if I hear it every time I see him. I, it doesn't change that I love the song, and I'd love to hear it.
0: I guess, I guess what I'm getting at here is it's less of a shock face. Oh, yeah,
3: well, yeah, I remember they'll, start, turning, they'll start playing it, and you're not going to be shocked, but... Right. Yeah,
0: I remember s- in Hartford, turning to a friend of mine, and we were just both, like, giddy as hell, like, holy crap, they're playing alone, like, we thought we'd never see it, and then they do it again, and it's just kind of, like, yeah, okay, you know, so... Uh wishlist and given a flyer next we don't have to spend a lot of time on them i think this is the first show where we've covered wishlist so yeah yeah it's not really one of my favorite songs it's but
3: not even close to being even a song that i enjoy but yeah
0: again we don't have to we don't have to talk about it that often so the next song gets dedicated to sun records and vinyl and
3: yeah nice little tribute here for for uh the best form of listening to music in my opinion as people know uh
0: let the records play is is the first it's like the younger cousin of spin Spin the black circle um it feels like such a spring scene song to me it's it's just uh it just has that vibe where you know he's singing like bruce in it
3: i just yeah it's i don't know i Honestly, I just don't think it's I don't think it's really a good song. Um, you know. Um I don't think Eddie sounded good on it at all. I don't think the bands really sounded that good playing it.
0: No, um, well, when you get into it, this is what, the ninth or tenth track on on Lightning Bolt, when you get that deep into an album with uh, you know, songs that other people favor on it that are more popular, this is just it, it, it's it, it lulls a little bit. So that's why I'm really he did sing like Elvis in it, though. I can't, obviously, can't mimic it.
3: But I don't, I don't care about that. I know, but it was just, you know, it was it's just like,
0: funny. But that's, I,
3: I guess it's, it's not like a new joke though. It's, you know, it's.
0: But they're in, they're in Memphis. Look. If I would have went to the Detroit show, you know how many stupid little Detroit references they made that night? If you
3: went to the D- Detroit show, you would have hoped he sang Let the Records Play like Eminem <laughs> or Kid Rock. <laughs> Even better, Kid Rock. No. Kid Rock.
0: No, I was about to say they played like a snippet of uh, Detroit Rock City. Um, and what else did they do? I think they did "Catch Scratch Fever, which I doubt in this climate they would do anything Ted Nugent right now but,
3: probably not
0: <laughs> um and I, you know those are very typical detroit things for a rock and roll band to go to detroit and do so i'm glad that i'm happier that i went to memphis and got like one one line of elvis rather than so, a lot of detroit. so
1: then
3: so then in, in in you know going off what you're saying then do an elvis song
0: no no i'm good yeah. i don't like Elvis.
3: oh i love elvis yeah how do you not like Elvis? Oh, oh yeah, you're out of your minds.
0: Because I just don't. It's just, I don't know. It feels, I don't know. I just, I've just never liked Elvis. I've never liked the idea of Elvis. I don't like, you know, people that are obsessed with Elvis are a little bit out there for me. Uh, I, I I knew somebody in college whose father was an Elvis impersonator.
3: Yeah, I've worked with a couple Elvis impersonators before.
0: They're freaking strange, man.
3: They're characters. They're, They're characters. Weird.
0: But it's funny because like they get to pick and choose what, which Elvis they are, so they can either be like hip-shaking hound dog Elvis, or they can be like
3: pull-out Vegas show Elvis. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. Or some of them I think are like the beach Elvis. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe some like, are military uh, military Elvis.
3: Yeah, blue Hawaii stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was that better? They do it.
3: You know, Randy, you you sound just like Eddie Vedder <laughs> when you do your Elvis impersonation. There's literally no difference between Eddie Vedder and Elvis, so you might want to reconsider your hate for Elvis because between him and Eddie, there's not really much of a difference.
0: <laughs> I beg to differ. All right, we're gonna take a break from talking, and 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 um, you can you can hear. You can hear the black circle being spun in this one.
3: Oh, let's spin it.
0: Still laughing over what just transpired, but <laughs> there's your real vinyl ded- dedication. And uh, Eddie cannot hit the high parts and does not even try to. So, uh, yeah. it's too bad.
3: It was a, it's an okay performance by the band, too. Um, but th- this song is, is okay to just, you know, even if they're having an off night, it's been the black exactly. circle, it's loud, it's fast. So, yeah, it it, 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 it's good. It works.
0: Black into rear view mirror. And I love this version of rear view mirror. Mm,
3: me, me too. Me too.
0: I, I actually, I love most versions of, of rear view mirror, but I took, uh, I think I took the ending of it on my phone, like up and, you know, from the, uh, uh, the breakdown out into the, the final, the final verse, um, and I was trying to restore it, and I don't, I don't think it works anymore because I put it on a backup drive. But it was like my favorite thing to watch—the sound looked so good, and Stone and Jeff just jamming together on it. And, eh, I wish I still had it. Yeah,
3: this is a. So I mentioned before I was going to get into my feelings I just how I said I, I just don't feel like the band really had it this night. This is not one of my favorites. I don't think their performances were where they should be. Um, all around, not even just by Eddie, which he kind of has an excuse, but I think it was kind of bringing down the group. Um, Rear view mirror here, it, it it was strange. Almost like they were able to kind of break away from having to maybe cater to Eddie a little bit because he was a little under the weather. And like this jam session they have on stage, it's like they get like a minute now, you know, to really kind of go all out with each other without having to... Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's uh, yeah.
0: No, no. no I, I get yeah, you. Sorry, yeah. I was reading something. Real no,
3: quick. no, no, no. I, I just uh, you know I just wanted to make sure you kind of uh, you know got what I was talking about. But that, no, that's kind of yeah, how I yeah, saw yeah, this. Yeah. Like it was almost like the band almost kind of broke away for a minute. It's you know right. probably not what they were thinking, but it's what it came off as. Sure. Just because I, I was not thrilled about the overall performance of the show. This this rear view mirror kind of moment was, was, was really, really great.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, 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 look, you know, what can he do? He's, they have the place that they can't just cancel it unless it's like a London situation. He has no voice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, he's um, not, gonna, he's, not gonna, really he's not going to, he's not going to cancel it for a cold. Uh, there nah. a lot, you know, a lot of bands, a lot of people would, but they won't.
0: Right. Right. Um, All right, let's get into the encore. Uh, Ed starts off by saying he's not sure when the bars close on Beale Street, but if they need to end early so everybody can make a glass call, he gets heat on that, and they boo him, Uh, but he talks to people in the back quick and says that's where he sat at his first show and introduces a Jeff Ament song. Uh, Before I get into that, I'm not sure if it was this or the next encore, but Something cool being on rail, and and I haven't really gone back to the being on the rail part just because I haven't. I I have good memory of it, but there's specific things that I do remember, and um, they'll come up. And this is one of them. Uh, During the encore, I'm just going to say it was this one uh, Jeff brings out a piece of paper to show Stone, and it had the score of the Royals and Orioles game on it, who were in the. the uh, ALCS at the time. It was like Royals 5, Orioles 2.
3: That's is, really funny.
0: Yeah. And you kind of saw like a kind of a head cock from Stone. Like, oh, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what's even funnier? What's that? Both of those teams that were fighting for the World Series that year, Royals would win it against the New York Su- Suck Tropolitans yes. the, <laughs> the following year.
3: Yes, that's true.
0: But, uh they were both last in their respective divisions this year that's baseball susan
3: that's that's baseball for you in a in a nutshell yep.
0: yeah so uh I didn't mark whether I was gonna play nothing as it seems or come back. We played comeback last week and the week before we played nothing as it seems what would you what would you like to do which one would you like to hear
3: ooh um
0: because we have kind of a story for Comeback. You know,
3: I, I wouldn't mind doing Comeback twice twice in a row because I love the song. Okay. But um, maybe uh, maybe I'll just do a, a little little taste of both. Can I can I split it?
0: I, I guess so. Yeah, sure. All right. So uh, why don't why don't we, let's split it. So here's Nothing As It Seems. And then we'll come back. We won't talk about that as much. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about Comeback. So Nothing As It Seems here.
1: A little pile. And all these words alone, there's nothing like a poem. Putting in, in putting in, don't feel like method.
2: Scratching voice all alone There's nothing like your
1: baritone
0: I was very excited to hear nothing as it seems. Uh, it was the first time I've ever heard it. So was very pumped, but it fits again, the rainy day, a little bit dreary, uh, tone of the show. Uh, after this, this is probably what I took out of the whole show the most. Um, Eddie says that we all share the, the same common belief that music is healing, which is so true. Right. You know, can't even express it enough. Sometimes music is too much to ask because it's the worst news that you can imagine after a fallen musician passed away before they took the stage tonight. He's a brother and we're thinking about him and this one is for Ike. And uh, Ike, uh, also known as uh, Isaiah Ike Owens, who is Jack White's keyboard player, had uh, passed away earlier that day and they were doing comeback as a tribute to him. And I just remember everybody except for stone was sitting down during it. And I just saw the emotion pour out of Eddie. So if you can, we're going to play it, we'll play it for you now. And if you can just feel kind of, it's a different experience because just being right there, I, you just, you, you grasped onto it a lot more being so close to it. But I, I just felt this, this amazing human connection. So sure. let's let's hear it real quick and kind of talk about it again.
1: If I keep holding up, I feel we should die.
0: Kind of like last week when we talked about this song and how just you they can't play it without some kind of emotional attachment to it and that's what makes it so special
3: yeah it's that kind of song it's it's written so well and it sounds so good live um, in these types of situations uh it was only you know it's kind of just made for it um, and I think they I think they utilize it really well um in these situations and it's you know, I again, it's another song like I I don't mind having it come up a lot because it's a beautiful song. Sure. It's, it just needs to be the right time. Yeah, uh but I when think they're good get at
0: get this they, kind of emotion out of it.
3: Right, but they're good at placing it and Very much so. And uh even though it's it's slower, it's kind of got that swing, you know, that kind of 50s kind of uh duwapi kind of sound to right. it a little bit. Uh but it's beautiful and it's and it's still really catchy, you know? It's Agreed. uh yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I but there's the thing. I think my opinion on this song before I saw it in this moment was just kind of I just would pass it by, I mean, you know, no yeah. no real opinion. And this just understanding how powerful this song was this day, uh it this really kind of changed my attitude towards it and I really loved it afterwards. So. Right. Uh Eddie's face was just strained the whole entire time, you know, again not really like Berlin, where it was more of a personal connection. It was still personal, but uh, the crowd was definitely there for him on this one too. So, right, uh, you know, really just powerful, powerful performance of, of this one. Uh, it goes into elderly woman, and the clou- crowd was very good for it. That is my note uh, into evolution, which I like. Evolution being that uh, play a couple slow songs in the encore and then hit evolution. And that kind of kicks off your real like, Hey, we're going to drive it home for the next couple songs.
3: Right. Right. I think, I think, I think this evolution is one of the um, better performances of the entire night too. And normally it doesn't stand out as that kind of song because it's done all the time. But like I said, I didn't really think that the band was in it as, as much as they usually are. Um, that evolution stood out to me as a as a really really good good performance. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. Night.
0: I'm with you on that. I, I think that uh, that they were really tight on that, and it it felt like the right time after you know that downswing of coming right. back and elderly woman they needed to really kind of bring a really good pick me up, and that that really worked for that moment. Um, did you catch on the video? I don't know if you watched this during the video, but during the hall- hallelujah part, yes. Jeff and Mike stick something in each other's mouths.
3: Yeah, and now they're they're singing on the same microphone. But what I it was, what the hell did they do? It was like a blink and you miss it type moment, and uh, I, I missed it, and I thought I saw it, but I don't. I didn't go back and look. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, um, it was either they traded picks or traded gum. It was yeah, weird.
3: I don't. I, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up again.
0: Nice, nice to know that the band is this close, though.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, moving forward. Uh, Ed it's mentions Krusen again, but they like Dave, but they have Matt Cameron, and yep. this goes into a song that I believe they recorded with Krusen. And before we're gonna play it, but before we play it, this song is cool because. Uh, a couple people down from me was a kid. He must have been 14 or so at the time, and he had a saw. He had a sign with him that says, "Today is my birthday. Play Breath." And I, you know, I think I mentioned something to the kid beforehand, and I was just like, "Hey, you know, hope you get your wish." You know, kind of thinking to myself like, "Yeah, Breath would be cool. Maybe this isn't like the spot for it tonight, but uh, just because it it's rarely played as it is." but i the when i heard the first the uh, chord being played my head immediately turned to the left of me to see this kid jumping up and down absolutely
3: like, losing his mind yes
0: like it's yeah. it's an n64 on christmas but better you know like the best gift that you could possibly get so yeah that was that was so cool um, so let's play breath for this kid who's probably it's probably his birthday this weekend. So if he's listening, yeah,
3: right. Yeah. It would have to be right.
0: I, I, you know, he's probably about 18 or 19 and I just hope that he's in college and he's doing good for himself and he's, uh, he's on the right track and I, yeah. hope, I hope he's still a project fan. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs>
0: Has to be right. So
3: May- maybe, yeah, I would I- expect,
0: you know, it, maybe he's a listener. We'll, we'll figure that out at a later date, but, uh, yeah, for your birthday, kid. We'll play it again. Here's (laughs) Brett. birthday wish you know that's anybody that is like a story for all time and I actually asked a couple people that I ended up bumping into on uh, the boards that said that they were in uh, the rail we'll get to uh, a couple of them later Uh, I asked them like do you remember the kid with the breath sign they said sorry no I don't Um, but you know uh, hopefully he's out there enjoying his birthday this week But later, like, during Rockin' in the Free World, Eddie was kind of saying hi to people, and the kid showed him his sign, and (laughs) Eddie had this face like, oh, it's your birthday, happy birthday, and then, like, kind of paused and took two seconds, oh, shit, we played Breath, oh, we gave you a birthday, like, and realized, like, that he gave him this birthday present, so Eddie gave him a big hug, he signed his, uh, he autographed his sign, and he gave him a tambourine, so, I mean, you know like that's what you get with this band they they notice stuff like this and they will I I think breath was on the original set list so
3: in this case they they didn't notice this it was a, just a really fantastic coincidence but uh, that's you know what that's even better that's it's right. great
0: so uh, he was legit happy for the kid so again I hope you're in college kid and I you probably don't remember me, but I remember you. And uh, happy birthday this weekend. And you know, maybe someday you'll listen to this. Who the hell knows? So, or if you know the kid, reach out to him. If yours, he was with his father, I believe. So maybe his dad listens. Who knows? Uh, Porch closes the first encore. Uh, it was kind of the intro. You know how they kind of do it quiet. This one was really quiet. Right. Um, I wonder if it was due to Ed's voice or not, but, uh, you know, it, it sounded like it was breaking up the whole, the whole night, did I, we don't have to repeat it a million times to, to make him feel bad or anything, but, uh, the lanterns were swinging in full effect as they were doing during this tour. Uh, Ed gets on the barricade, but it's to the left of us and not near us. So we apparently picked the wrong spot watch the show.
3: Try again next time.
0: And uh, here we are at Encore 2 after Porch. Um, Ed introduces the band members and says that they played some older ones tonight, which they did. They played a lot of, you know, Alone and Breath and uh, a lot of stuff from Tent Garden. So it was an older night, but had some recent stuff. It had Lightning Bolt and stuff in there, too. So it had a ton of different stuff. Um, but he says he remembered going up to Seattle and listening to some of the music and demos up there. Mentions Temple of the Dog. Says Stone and Jeff Wright like no one he's ever heard before and it still amazes him to this day. And it leads into another one that's from Ten and it's literally if you turn on the album and had never heard Pearl Jam before, it would be the first Pearl Jam song you hear. Cause once upon a time I could I could love this song. Because I do. So. Yeah,
3: once, twice, <laughs> three times upon a star. Um, I, yep. I I also love it.
0: This is, this is why I feel like this is... Did we talk about it last week that this is great in any part of the set?
3: Yeah, and it never gets old. I don't know. I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, Ed says the next one, he has a bottle just for the front row as he tipped his hat earlier in the night and said that they would play this and there she is it's crazy mary um but i have an amazing story about this um so obviously like they always do with the rail they uh pass out the cups and they're passing all the cups around and i get a cup and the wine is going from left to right i'm on stone's side so it's starting at the other side it's starting by mike so they start pouring the wine for everybody and slowly but surely, you know, obviously skips breath kid who's like fourteen years old.
1: I, I hope they skipped
0: him, but who knows? Um, that reminds me of a really funny. I can't. I can't remember what show it was, but Ed was uh, passing wine around the same way and said, "Why don't you give this twelve-year-old kid his first uh, drink of alcohol on a Pearl Jam show?" I'll never forget it. So yeah, or I can't, re- I can't remember what show. It was. Or
3: he'll forget it immediately and pass out. <laughs>
0: Exactly. You got the worst <laughs> world's worst parents. Yep. Um so anyway, the bottle one gets to me. The security guards are uh, pouring it and there's literally one drop left. And I'm so thankful I get that little drop. I'm just like I'm trying to lick it up and, you know, but I get it. I uh, we took the bottle, drank it down, pass it around. It Oh, what does it remind me of what what's i feel like there's like an episode of a show where uh oh you know what i guess it reminds me of space jam when michael's secret stuff when they were passing around michael's oh, secret and stuff he's
3: just got the one little the one little drop left out of yeah, the cartoon yeah, yeah, bottle yeah yeah. yeah 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 yeah
0: and uh what's his, and newman was trying to yeah drink yeah yeah that's what it reminds
3: that's me that's hilarious of.
0: I was new. <laughs>
3: that's really. <coughs> sorry, I'm in a coughing fit here. Um, that was a great analogy because. Yeah. That was. I think a lot of people are are going to agree with that.
0: Yeah. So, but I got it, and I, you know that just a cool moment. I think that's like a a bucket list kind of thing for Pearl Jam fans. Like, oh, I want to be a part of Crazy Mary to to drink some of the wine. So.
3: Especially if you. Love hearing it live as much as I do,
0: right? And you're not going to hear it every show, too. So to get Rail and they get Crazy Mary, it's it's yeah, a, it's a good combination. I feel um, like
3: lately you're you've been like like more likely than not to hear it, but it's not a guarantee. It's not a
0: guarantee. Um, well, you had it on your fantasy team this year, and it it did okay, right?
3: It did so strong in the beginning, and well, so did my int. Every song I had did strong in the beginning, and then they were like, we're not going to do any of these anymore, and uh, I lost. And
0: then he lost, and I won It's uh,
3: terrible. We, we know some people on our league that did not get a lot of points, we'll put it that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not until Army Reserve was played at the, at the last Fenway show.
3: Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Out of nowhere.
0: Um. So this was cool. Uh, Eddie was uh, really trying on this one. The one night, the Thundercrack part, he his voice was not there as the narrative goes the whole entire time. And he gives it a really decent effort. But, um, uh, boom was MVP on the song as he usually is. And, um, he was definitely painting a perfect picture. I wonder what color he was painting it, Matt. Little homage to the to the Stones. There, we know that Better Man is next, and yep. uh, it's a pretty basic set at the end here. It's it's Better Man, and Ed Ed went full Townsend during it with uh, the the strum, the strumming. What the
3: wind the windmill the
0: windmill, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he,
3: I've noticed that in a couple of the uh, the bootleg videos that I've I've watched. You know, starting the podcast up, he's he's been doing that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's good at it, you know. It's not easy, but he's, he's pretty good at it. I'm
0: sure being as big of a Who fan he was as a, as a kid, I'm sure he had a lot of practice.
3: You, just, you practice and perfect mm-hmm. it, yeah, for sure.
0: Those were his heroes. So, uh, yeah, the good version. Uh, they go into a live, rocking in the free world. We um, never spend a lot of time on these, but uh, I think at one point in rocking, Jeff and Mike switched. I think Jeff was playing guitar and Mike was playing bass.
3: Mm, um, I think I got. I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I was when I was watching the video, um, I stopped midway through a live. Um,
0: I know at the end of, that's that's the problem. Once I get to the end of the show, I I, I stop. I, I, we have to stop doing this. We we stop paying attention because we kind of know it, it, it's so formulaic that it's a live rocking or. I'm like sorry, better. you
3: know what. I need to I need to rephrase. I was listening. I stopped watching after a lot. Got laugh. it. I okay. Had my headphones in. I was I was driving. Um, I just put it in my yeah. cup holder and I I went about my business so I listened to it but I will go back. I, I do want to see if they do that. That's really cool if they did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think somebody wrote in and said they did that too. So cool. I, I wasn't paying too much attention but um, again, like it's so formulaic, but the problem is is that they played the lead better. And we were talking about Rainy Day set list, this being. Right. Why not close with Indifference? I feel like this was such a perfect show to end with Indifference because the whole time it was kind of dreary. It had songs like Garden and and Nothing As It Seems, which are sort of downer songs. So why not, why not go to Indifference instead of Better? Was it too much of that? Maybe. And, and, and Ended on a high note or –
3: yeah, um, um, I don't know because I think those kind of rainy day songs you were talking about it made it feel more like a like a more of an intimate I think setting for the for the show and for the crowd and for the band. And yeah. Led- Ledbetter kind of has that like that kind of like arm around you. Yeah, feel for the end of a show. Maybe, maybe it fit better. Um, you know, I will take the ladder every single time because it's.
0: But indifference is actually more of a sing-along. You
3: could say that. I I, get, I don't. You know. I
0: I I did say that, and I mean it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. I would. I would say that too.
0: Come on, the scream my lungs out until it fills this room part. That that's like one of my favorite things to say in a Pearl Jam song. That's, that's just. It's perfect. And honestly, it's it's.
3: What's e- what's what's honest? But what's easier for Eddie to sing?
0: <laughs> that's a really good question.
3: I mean, he's sick, so.
0: That's as good of a question as uh, whether he's a boxer or the bag. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so you know, after the band ends, you know, being up in front, you get to see set lists and tambourines being thrown out, and I wasn't like I wasn't obsessively trying to go for anything. I, I was very much at this time period, like. You know, I'm, I'm just very happy to be here. Uh, I don't want things. I don't want to collect things. So uh, some girl that was there, she was like, it's my first show. I need a set list. I need a set list. I need a set And she said it like 800 times until she finally got one. And, like, that's why I wasn't competing. Because I, I just – that's what I had to compete against. And it wasn't worth my energy to,
1: to yeah. do
0: So – you know, but I did get it. I did get a McCready pick. I got a hockey talker. Cool. So I got something from it. Uh, before we get into the rating, just kind of, you know, last thing from the show. Uh, I started talking to random people. I can't remember if I was talking to them before before the show and then kind of bump back into them if they were near me or what, but. We talked and after the show we kinda talked about how the show was and whatever and then like after five minutes we we're like, Hey, we're hungry. Do you wanna do you wanna go get food? Like, Yeah, sure. I didn't I didn't know who they were, I didn't know their names. I didn't like you know, it wasn't until we actually went and went to dinner that I figured out their names, you know, it was uh, it was crazy, but that was the kind of experience that I was saying before just kind of being open to new friends. But what sucks is that I, again, the summer camp, uh, theme that I all, all throughout that I didn't really keep contact with these people. I don't remember. I don't remember this couple's name. I know. I remember they were from Maryland. Uh, I, and I kind of afterwards, instead of getting a number or an email address, I was just like, yeah, see you on the boards. You're on the boards, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll see you there. And I needed to make more of an effort to, like, keep good Pearl Jam fans. Like, like Steve has these friends that, like, he could still get in touch with, as we talked about in the last show. And I, you know, uh, if I had talked to somebody like a Crazy Charlie, who I mentioned before, maybe we would have gotten a more extensive story out of him. But, you know.
3: Yeah, you got to take into consideration, too. Not everybody out there is like Steve or you of or course. myself. You know, you, you you might want to, uh, you know, form some relationships with fellow Pearl Jam fans. They might not want to have anything to do with you ever again. But that's it's okay,
0: because uh, then you have that, like, you just have that moment, and it's cool to have, just.
3: It, no, no, it's yeah, it's it's fine in the moment, um, you know. But if people kind of fade away and you never see them again, then you know, that happens. Maybe Is they're it not better that type to of burn person. out
0: than fade away. It's like uh, the boxer of the bag or. Uh... If so, who who answers? Who answers?
3: Uh, it's. I suppose it's better to burn out than to fade away.
0: So Matt, what'd you think of the post? What'd you think of the poster of the show?
3: I think. I think this poster is absolutely hideous.
0: Okay, I'm not. I, I, I've gotten a couple of responses that they people really love the poster. I have the poster. I'm not crazy about the poster. I don't know what's with the flags. Like there's all the flags, and uh, I just don't know what the relation and, and and penguin like it looks like the penguin i don't know if it's actual penguins or just people in top hats that look like you know the batman villain
2: <laughs> yeah
0: I, I, I this one is not framed uh mainly because it's not in a uh in a frame that i can get from Michaels it's not that dimension
3: right it's it's a little longer right it's a yeah
0: uh yeah this this is just in a tube and since i'm moving this month uh, it's just going to go from one place to the next and probably won't get hung up in my next place. So
3: it's, yeah, it's a, it's designed poorly. The colors are ugly. It's the, the imagery is confusing. It says Pearl on the top. You could barely read it. It says jam on the bottom. You could barely read that. You know, one of the biggest things I have problems with is when Pearl Jam will do a poster. This is anybody. Um, and then there's something blocking the band name. There's something in front of something. Some, right. Something is cut off. It's horrible. You need to make
0: it a little obvious. Oh God. At least.
3: That's like your your Fenway poster that you love with the Green Monster in the back. It's like they cut off. They cut off letters of of the names. It's it's.
0: Yeah, that bothered me at first. It doesn't bother it doesn't bother me anymore. But it's, you know, it bothered me at first because I thought that my frame was covering it. But it turned out that that was actually made that way but. with
3: things like this, where you can't read what's going on. It doesn't matter if it grows on you, that will bother me forever because it is such a easy thing to avoid that should not happen with professional design teams. It's just a, uh, it, it really, really gets to me and really, really yeah, bothers agree.
0: me. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Um, all right. Show rating. How many stick men? Uh,
3: this one gets a six from me. Um, okay. I thought it was a little boring. Um, I'm not blaming anything on Eddie being sick, but I thought it was a little boring. Um, I thought the band wasn't quite there. Uh, and there's just no wow. There's no there's no moment here for me at all.
0: Uh, I, I'm with you on that. and A lot of how I picked my rating was based off of, look, if I wasn't on rail... And I didn't have this flying experience from Connecticut to Memphis and kinda of like this whole, you know, travel experience, I think it'd be a lot lower. Uh, but I mean mine's a six and a half because I just I really didn't feel the set the whole time. If if I if this was in New York or Connecticut, this would probably be like a four or five.
3: Just well, absolutely. It's just yeah. not
0: it was not anything special, um, but I enjoyed myself. I, 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 there was only one Pearl Jam show I, I didn't enjoy myself at, and that was uh, Made in America, which I don't think we're ever going to cover because it's right. a freaking festival show. Yeah, and besides Jay Z coming out at the end, there's nothing to talk. About. At least, at least I knocked off unemployable off of my list. So
3: yeah, do you know what? Uh, do you know what? interests me even less than Jay-Z coming out at the end.
0: Jay-Z himself?
3: Anything Jay-Z does at all. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> S- sad to say, but I've seen Jay-Z live I think more than once. Not not including that. A Sprite liquid mix tour. Yeah,
3: I think I saw him at like a Lollapalooza or something. It was... It was it, yeah, whatever.
0: He sucks. He doesn't even rap live. He just kind of like talks.
3: Does he rap on his albums? I think it's always just kind of yeah, talking.
0: pretty much. Yeah, that's, He makes more money than we do so oh well
3: yeah oh well
0: all right story time our first story actually is a recording and it's gonna be cut co- it's gonna come from a semi pearl jam fan celebrity so to speak um
3: yeah he's definitely a celebrity among among this group i think for sure
0: well why don't he introduces himself so why don't we uh why don't we hear from him
4: hey everybody this is brad blazek um, I am the one half of the Brads from Single Podcast Theory, and I wanted to talk today and give you just a little bit of my experience uh, from the Pearl Jam show in Memphis, Tennessee on October 14th, 2014. So here we go. I think Randy was, was also there, but uh, we didn't know each other at the time, so we didn't even know we were both there. But anyway, um... I, I do remember that um, May 30th of that year is when tickets went on sale. And I actually had to work that day. But both my wife and my daughter were like, we will try and get you tickets. And I was like, ha, oh, great. <laughs> uh, but they did. My, my daughter ended up getting me a, a really good ticket in Section 104 at the FedEx Forum down there in Memphis, um, which was on Mike's side about 20 rows up but I mean I was like right in line with the stage so that was pretty cool and the FedEx Forum is gigantic I'd never been there before but it is pretty freaking huge and it's like straight up I was looking up to the nosebleeds like I can't believe I'm not even afraid of heights but I was like those people they're just gonna fall on top of us but anyway um let's see they opened up with Pendulum and pendulum is not one of my favorite songs. I was not really a fan of it until I saw them open with it here. Um is it obviously a really slow song and the atmosphere and the lights like they had this like purple blue glow of lights, not real not real heavy lights and they come out to that and they're playing this really just slow song and it just sounded really fucking cool and it totally changed my mind on Pendulum. I kind of wish that Lightning Bolt maybe opened with it. I don't know. I think the placement on that CD, that album, has a lot to do with why I don't love that song. It just seems like it's in a weird spot but I guess just seeing it in that atmosphere was really cool. Um, They played Alone, one of my favorite songs, that was pretty cool. And they played um, Breath. And Breath is like definitely one of my, I don't know, top three, top five songs. I love that song so much. And I'd never seen it before. And this show was my sixth show, fifth or sixth time seeing them. So to to see them play Breath was really pretty special and important for me, so I was pretty blown away. And during the the um, the first encore, they, they played Porch, and at this point I was like, fuck it, I wanna get close. So I ran down the steps and I was like, uh, still in the seats, but I was on like the rail of the seating area. So I was really just like 20 feet from the corner of the stage. And at one point during uh, Better Man, mike came off the stage he had some like friends or somebody like down in that like on the floor between what would be like ga and the stage and he came up right up to his friends and was like talking to them real quick and i was like five feet from mike and i was like oh freaking out that was pretty cool um because i'd never been that close to the band um in the previous times i saw them um got some pretty cool shots of eddie you know kind of Going up to the crowd, I mean, being that close was was pretty great. Um, and then when they played "Rockin' in the Free World," um, Eddie starts throwing out tambourines, and he comes over to the this corner of the stage, and he like throws one to the lady that's standing directly right next to me, kind of next next to me, in front of me, kind of weird angle. Um, and it was, it was for her, you know, so, you know, he'll point to people a lot and just throw them to her, but he, he threw it right to her. And I just was like, I was so jealous, but I was super happy for her too. Cause she was like hugging it and almost crying. So I felt pretty, pretty great for her. Um, so I'll just end this. Um, if, if there's any little story that I do have, this, um, this concert is available On YouTube if you look up you know Pearl Jam Memphis 2014 and about I don't know six months maybe a year after the show I was checking it out searching searching for you know clips of this concert and I saw the whole thing came up and I looked and I'm watching it and it's very similar the camera angle is very similar to what I see in my head when I think of the show and I was like this guy must be really close to where I was sitting. He's probably, you know, a section or two to one side. Or maybe he's, like, behind where I was sitting. And I'm watching and watching. And then, like, every once in a while, you see the person sitting, in like, directly in front of him. You see that person kind of, like, float into the camera, into the frame. And... Um, you see the camera, he kind of shifts to get this person out of the, out of the the shot. And at some point I realize I am this person. That's me in this, (laughs) in this camera shot. The dude was sitting directly behind me recording this show the whole time. And I didn't know, I never once turned around and saw him. So I'm just watching this, This YouTube video laughing because every once in a while you see like the whole crowd and the band And then you see my giant head just come into focus, you know completely um, Filling up the frame so he has to like move away. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny and uh, But the other thing is I contacted him and he sent me uh, a Burned copy of the video that he took which is pretty cool. I watch that every once in a while so anyway, um, I just that's my um, little Memphis 2014 story. Pretty great show. Not not the greatest time I've seen them. Eddie was seemed like he had like a sore throat that night, but it wasn't a bad show by any means. Um, so thank you, Randy and Matt, and uh, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you
0: again. That's uh, Brad Blazek from. The single podcast theory podcast. Who, if it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't exist because I wouldn't have even thought about an idea to have a podcast. So, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for thanks for doing this, Brad. And um, that's
3: you know, podcast podcasts always seem to me to be one of those things. It's like you listen to it, you download it, and it's like this kind of like uh, really mystical, right? How uh, do they do it? Thing it it that must be how, so how
0: hard. How do to, you? Yeah.
3: I could never do. Yeah,
0: no, this um, this is nothing. Once once we've,
3: it's really yeah.
0: If you guys want to start a podcast, you you know, it, it it's a pain for the first couple of weeks trying to figure out how to get stuff on iTunes and how to get stuff somewhere. But once you got that figured out, it's you just kind of record. It's pretty easy. Gambit, I that's hear Gambit. I, <laughs> Gambit.
3: Hey guys, if if you could hear that in the back, that's my dog <laughs> playing with the squeaker toy. Yes, he wants. My dog loves yeah. Randy and uh yeah he's he's yeah. a good boy um hey randy if if, if i could just uh for yep. one second i came across a new pearl jam podcast that will be starting up soon oh yeah they're called the porch and they're going to be breaking down uh pearl jam songs uh, oh yeah cool. so i where, I, where, I wish where,
0: i wish i didn't hear about this
3: yeah i just saw them come out up on a on Instagram, so I threw them a lot. Li- uh, I threw them a like on 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 Instagram, cool. and right. uh, I told them we're really excited to listen because anything Pearl Jam is great, and yeah. uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see some stuff come up from them soon. So good luck, good luck to them.
0: So now I think that there are a number of four four Pearl Jam podcasts out there now. If the porch is starting, um, there's one called the Anywhere Shows, and they do more interviews, and it's not weekly. I haven't really, I haven't checked them out yet, but I, I know that they exist. So right.
3: well, I wish them the best. Uh, we need, we need more of these. It's a uh, yeah, kind sure. of starting a community here, and it's a lot of fun to listen.
0: Yeah, right. Good brother, brotherhood, um, so to speak. So, uh, what was I going to say after this? I got some stories.
3: We got, we got the emails for the week, right?
0: Yes, we do. I'm going to read one that you don't have right now. So this is from Amy, and I mentioned. Her briefly before that she's somebody that wrote in that said that she was on rail as well uh so here's here's her story memphis 2014 was a special night for me because it was the first time i was introduced to rail culture and inevitably some of my most prized friendships watching videos of pearl jam growing up you look at these people right up front and they take it all in they think gee how'd they get so lucky and the answer is it's a lot of work sorry i kind of Cut some corners, but oh well. Uh, but it, it was work. Um, but with the biggest payoff of a lifetime of friendships, war stories, and of course, an uninhibited view of one of the best bands of all time. Driving from Memphis to New Orleans, the car ride was filled with so many questions. I wonder how this works. Are there already people lined up? If so, where? Most importantly, though, do we need a tent? The answer to that last question was a definitive yes. My high-tech boyfriend and I may have gone a little too far hacking portable electronic units, laptops, DVDs, comforters. Hey, we were new to this, okay? Not all of those were necessities, but it became very obvious that the only necessity to survive the experience was to meet the very best humans on the planet. With the guidance of real-life professionals, Taryn, Rod, Bob, and Doug, lifelong friendships were formed. And this is the antithesis of what I was saying before she made these lifelong friendships and I made summer camp friendships. So maybe I should have waited in line.
3: You just met those people that wanted to get in and get out. You know, she got, she got lucky. That's great. It's great to hear that.
0: One, one night Pearl jam fan stands, I suppose. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it sucks. You had to meet them up against the rail too. Maybe, uh, you know, if you had shifted over a little bit, you could have met, met these, uh, These, these other wonderful people, you know, exactly.
0: I could have been part of that group, but they, I think she, I don't know if it's going to come up later. No, it doesn't. Uh, She had told me she was fourth in line. Okay. So a couple more things from her because of Memphis, I have traveled the country with these new enigmas my, in my life slowly, but surely conservations changed from Pearl jam related conversations. Wow. What did I say? Conservations. (laughs) (laughs) Oops conversations changed from Pearl Jam related only to a simple, Hey, how have you been doing? Fill me in. One of the best weekends of my life was simply having Memphis rail friends come visit me in new Orleans for no other reason than we missed each other. That's great. Think about that, that this band is magic, but last but certainly not least sleeping outside on concrete for Pearl Jam was the best sleep I've ever had in my life because it was (laughs) the first time that I knew exactly where I was meant to be. That's Awesome, just such a really sweet and passionate story, and uh, you know, right from the heart. And it, I was, I, she, she had left a message on one of the, uh, in one of the groups, and I knew that from just two sentences. She was like, "This was one of the most meaningful experience." I'm like, "Okay, I need to, I need to know more from this, especially since she was on rail. We kind of, you know, m- we must have passed by." Uh, yeah probably at least like 500 times um i don't she showed me a picture of her and her group and i don't really remember them um but if you watch that youtube video that i was saying about i think i said it was about 21 or 22 minutes in you see who her and i'm sure i'm sure it was her, her boyfriend uh uh, next to each other and they're on the jumbotron for about like 10 minutes. So,
3: right. I remember that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, we got some more stories. Um, do you want to read one or. All
3: right. So this is one from Brian Patterson.
0: And, uh, Brian Patterson, I think was, uh, in the cruise fantasy league.
3: Oh, okay. The cruise fantasy league. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, Okay, so he said, a business partner of mine is based in Memphis and offered me two tickets in their suite. Sweet. Uh, so <laughs> he, he uh, scored some buddy passes from a friend who worked for U.S. Air, and him and his 10-year-old son flew in the morning of the show. I think we've all you know, done things like that, too, flying in morning of and flying back oh, the, man, the day that... after, you know. Oh, it's so it is. It's, it's It's a little crazy. Or
0: 60 hours in Berlin.
3: Yeah, that's Yeah, that's crazy, too. Um, goes on to say, took the hotel shuttle to Graceland, had a blast touring the house and the grounds,
0: it's uh, Tennessee. Yeah. I'm going to Graceland.
3: <laughs> uh, went to the Peabody hotel to see the ducks leave the fountain for the night. Ate some amazing barbecue. I'm sure. And that was all before seeing an amazing show. Sounds like a good day leading up. Yeah, sure. Uh, Absolutely. He said, yeah, he said the guy who scored us the ticks wasn't into Pearl jam, but his wife was. And while my kid tried to set a record for chocolate chip cookies eaten in three hours, <laughs> we rocked the f out. I like that kid. That sounds like something I That's, would do. Yep. <clears throat> so he said uh, highlights to me were wash and come back. Agree. Uh, again, like you said, wash and come back really fit the the tone of the, the night. Tone. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, yeah, good uh, good looking out on those choices because we we agree with you on that. I said, both of which I saw for the first time that night. That's even better. Yeah. Um, One of my best memories ever, of course. Uh, He said, only downside was I wasn't able to score the poster. I wanted one so badly, but they were all sold out. So if anyone got one and doesn't have an emotional attachment to it, I'd be glad to talk about taking it off your hands. If I had the poster, I would send it to you for free. Uh, I'll put it that way. But I don't have the poster. Randy?
0: This is an amazing segue right here. I have the poster. I'm, I'm not going to give away any posters. but No, you don't uh, give away posters. You know who's not going to give him a poster? Steven Rosenblatt is not going <laughs> to give him this poster because <laughs> this is a story for the ages.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so get this. I was the best man at my friend's wedding in Texas. I flew in from Sydney, Australia, to attend. Whilst making the journey abroad, I thought I'd tack on a few experiences. This show was one, and this show was one of them, and also caught them at Austin City Limits a couple days earlier. My story isn't about the show itself. All PGA shows are memorable, but however, my tale depicts what follows. A great gig poster I bought, as I do every time from Pearl Jam show that I attend. Post the Memphis leg of my trip, I had a weekend planned in Canada, Jasper National Park to be exact. For a week, I hung on to the beautiful poster ever so tightly. I took it hiking and came with me from the hostel to hostel, resting beside my dinner table as I ate each night. On my final night before heading to Texas for the wedding, some friends and I had a big night in Edmonton. Ooh, those those nights in Edmonton, eh?
3: <laughs> I spent a week there one night. but um
0: Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky Uh, I almost missed my flight the next morning Dreary-eyed and exhausted I was on layover in Houston Around 15 minutes after using the restroom To my astonishment My beloved gig poster was no longer by my side My impaired brain retraced my steps Yep, left it on the ledge of the restroom cubicle For the better part of an hour I hurried around the airport terminal checking the toilets talking to the cleaners but alas it was gone i carried this damn poster around with me through countries through mountains through hangovers and i'd be damned if i was going to let it get the better of me and ruin what was a great pj memory so i i did what any other devoted pj fan would do i simply scoured the net and bought another one soon after i returned home to sydney my poster arrived pristine and ready for framing Although a $40 poster turned into $150, it's not about the money. It's about the memories. And for me, this piece of colorful cardboard represents those memories. And it was made all that more special now with the story that's attached, even if I was cranky at myself. At the time for losing it, in some far out way, I wish the poster I have now that I left in the Houston Airport restroom. I wish it was the poster that I I had left in the Houston Airport restroom, but I guess I'll never know. Cheers.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> that sucks. And uh you know, I said I don't really like the poster, but I would never wish that on anybody. And I I agree with him how he says it's not about the money, it's about the memory. Um you're probably right now staring at one of the Fenway Park posters that I have on the wall. I did not like these posters, but I was going to get one because it's the memory.
0: That's that was a special show for all of us. I, yeah.
3: Would I have bought this Poster for for this show of course I Would have I don't like it but I would Have gotten it because it's about the Memory and now his memory comes with Another memory and Mm -hmm. now a whole story And uh, even though I you know I don't Like the poster but I'm glad you got It back or you got one and uh, I'm glad You shared that with us because that Was it was funny but not haha funny It's a funny yeah you know set of Circumstances I feel really bad for You but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you replaced it now Now we get to share your story with Everybody so thank you
0: yep um, and I've done that before too. I went on eBay and, and bought a poster. I had to, it was, uh, from my first MSG show. So, uh, yeah, it's the Hunter poster. The Red yeah. P- I like that one. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's not just like, it's not just a poster from my first show. That's a good memory, but it, it's also a kick-ass poster. So,
3: yeah, I, I, I still got to get my my 2016 Wrigley fields one that I, I got outbid on, but uh, (laughs) it got, got sold out when I was there. I didn't get there early enough. It was a, you know, a travel day. I flew in that day before and uh, that's what happens. You know, Wrigleyville was absolutely mobbed and I got, I got shut out of the poster. So I'll find it eventually. I'll find, I'll find one.
0: All these things always pop up. And sometimes when you have money, you grab it. You know? So Uh, I'm going to read one last one from Dave here. Uh, Dave Robles, uh, is definitely somebody that tunes in a lot. I've seen his name on our Facebook page and, uh, uh, I'm glad he wrote in. He actually emailed us this morning Yeah. Instead
3: of, How's it going, Dave? Thanks. Thanks for writing in.
0: It was his first Pearl Jam show, oh. which was awesome. So a
3: wonderful, a wonderful time.
0: Yep. Uh, I've been a f- huge fan since 93 when I got 10 and in the same week, but I never saw them in concert until 2014. There are hard to t- ticket to come by. And this was before the lean anti ticket master tours. Yeah. Memphis 2000 was the only time when Pearl Jam played a city that I lived in for many years. I missed that one. And after getting the official boot, it always bums me out a little. Needless to say, I was psyched to see them but since it's been a long time I don't think any show would have actually lived up to the expectations in my head
3: that's tough with these shows it's uh, especially after you know not seeing them for so long you know it's it's that's 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 hard that's hard
0: yeah uh, on the pa- on paper the set list looks interesting but nothing spectacular lots of 10 era songs obviously but the feeling in the room was electric everyone was relaxed but engaged Mike McCready being the exception running laps throughout the entire stage yeah he was Love it, yeah, he love was doing it. That the whole time, most notably during Do the evolution, I, I thought it was really notable during the catnip uh, moment from Half Fall. That that, was, yes, that yes. Was great. yes, uh, yes. Talks about the story of Sun Studios and the drummer Pearl Jam. Yep, we talked about that. Uh, Eddie was fine, was in fine voice, despite mentioning his throat had been bothering him since ACL Fest, uh, but it never detracts from the show. He thanks us for filling the place up and gets us out, getting us out of the pyramid, and he gives a little perspective of the pyramid. It was notorious for having bad sound. Memphis 2000 is a great boot, but I imagine it sounded less than stellar in the room that night.
3: Yeah, kind of like for you Long Island people, I bet it was kind of like a Nassau Coliseum. Probably. Yeah.
0: The only thing I know about the pyramid is that wrestling reference. Oh, alert alert alert
3: this is not a wrestling show
0: this is not a wrestling podcast <laughs> but this is a wrestling reference uh they did a hardcore title match at the pyramid at a pay-per-view once and it went out into whatever memphis river was out there and it actually like uh somebody got pinned in the river and that was uh, oh that's
3: that's kind of cool actually
0: it was in february too
3: oh jeez, louise
0: yeah yeah so i think it was Hardcore Holly and Al Snow.
3: How cold does it get there in February?
0: Uh, I was I was there in October, so I have no idea, but probably thirties, right. forties, I would say.
3: Yeah, we could fact check yeah, that,
0: but you know,
3: probably too cold to be wrestling in a river.
0: Exactly, but
3: yeah, we'll 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 those go. Those guys have
0: have all have CTE now, so it doesn't matter. That's true. (laughs) Uh, My wife is not the biggest Pearl Jam fan, but excited to go. She, of course, got to hear her favorites, Black, Wishlist, and Better Man. I was hoping they played State of Love and Trust, Go, Animal, Off He Goes, and I was not disappointed when they didn't play any of them. To the contrary, it was the best show I had ever seen. Even now, after several other Pearl Jam shows, I will always love this show. I listen to it at least twice a month. Cool. Uh, he has other miscellaneous ob- observations that he had. Uh, minor matters is so much heavier and live lively than on the record. I fell, with the- fell in love with that song that night. I agree. Breath alone and garden made it seem like the focus was on the early years. Agree. Mike was wearing a top hat and vest. That's right. He, he came out with that.
3: I agree with that too. He was
0: <laughs> <laughs> Facts. facts. Uh, and he told the tale, of him being told he looks like the singer in the band, which we talked about before. That was funny. (laughs) Uh, Oh, here it is. Jeff and Mike traded guitars during rock the free world.
3: Okay, great. So that did happen. Yep. Great.
0: And the entire building was, I remember that, uh, the building was shaking during the song. So that was cool. And he said he had never actually seen a Les Paul, uh, uh, 59 Les Paul until
3: that night. You know, a lot of people have never seen a 59 Les Paul in person. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful thing, I'll tell you.
0: I think I've saw so, I've seen it at a museum.
3: Uh, probably. Or yeah. you'll see. Or you'll see Mike play it. He'll he'll bring it out. Yeah. From time to time, but it's a rare guitar. It's uh, yeah, it's one of the best.
0: So he ends it by saying, "I can imagine that somebody with 50 plus shows under their belt may or may not have been blown away." Okay, 20. Yeah, all right, I'm there. Uh, But it was a night I'll never forget. It helped reignite my love for Pearl Jam. I love your podcast. Keep up the great work. Dave Robles sent for my iPhone.
3: Oh, thanks, dude. That was, that was really, that was, that was great. <laughs> to, um, to
0: type all that stuff from your phone too.
3: Totally. I mess, I mess it up. I mess up all the time on my phone. I try to not to type on my phone as much as possible, but um, no, I, I agree that, you know, this did not get a high rating from me. I, I feel like I was being very generous with, with a, a six, but I really appreciate what he's saying here. You know, it was, it was his first show. It's going to be his favorite show of all time,
0: but that's why we do this, man. This is like, cause it, means I,
3: I, yeah, right i i do not disagree with that i do not deny him of that i i think that's wonderful and fantastic and uh you know we don't see it that way but we there. there's no doubt in my mind that 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 is 100 percent true and i'm 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 happy he feels that way
0: all shows are going to mean different things to different people so that's yeah, yeah. again that's why we do it and that yeah Uh, let's play some music, let's hit the music and uh, let's talk about a little something that we always like to talk about at the end of the episode Live on Four Legs is happy to present a weekly podcast dedicated to the Pearl Jam live experience While we try to get ourselves to as many shows as possible we have only attended a small fraction compared to the entire live history That's why we need your help We want to get to know who you are if there's a live show that you've attended that you'd like to see us cover in our program, please send us an email at liveon4legs, that's the number 4 live on 4 legs podcast at gmail.com. We want to know your entire live experience. Did you once miss a flight? Get lucky in the 10 Club Lottery? Catch a white whale? Your stories will help us mold this into the best podcast it could possibly be. You're already getting to know who we are. Now it's time for us to know who you are? And uh, I say, uh, I say, there. Uh, that's that's a little bit of the end of uh, this Memphis show here. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, <laughs>
3: Randy, your your Eddie Vedder impersonation gets better and better with every podcast. <laughs> hey, at least at least this accent wasn't Irish like your other ones.
0: <laughs> I think my favorite, like trying to impersonate Elvis, is. I have a blue Christmas oh, without you.
3: Oh. That was pretty good. That was pretty good.
0: Okay. was it Stiletti or was it Elvis?
3: Uh, that was more Elvis. You channeled him on that one. All though.
0: right. I did it. All right. Once again, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Once again, the store is open. LO4LOctober.itemorder.com until the 15th get your stuff today and uh patreon is there too and all the help you know just just keeps us in business yep. um,
3: and don't forget the little guys facebook twitter instagram yep. we need your follows absolutely because <clears throat> that's the way you guys could reach us and uh, tell us what you want from us exactly
0: engage with us uh we want your feedback we know we want to know when we're bad we want to know when we're good and uh you know we love honesty so that's yeah. that's that so next week, what are we doing next week? We're going from Memphis, which is the home of Elvis to the home of...
3: To the home of, uh, uh, I don't know, Jay-Z? Where's he from?
0: Uh, that oh, that uh, Brooklyn. Barclays. Uh, yeah. yeah,
3: cool. Yeah.
0: Barclays Night 2. Yep. And it is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm really excited to just talk about it. I didn't take a lot of notes on it because I listened to it on the way here to this show
3: yeah yeah well you know what this one we're gonna have a guest on with us and i i I think it's gonna be even better to just kind of uh go off the cusp on this one just just go just go with it it'll be cool
0: he's uh he's younger than us i mean i think he's younger than the demographic of the pearl jam fan so he brings in a a really cool perspective it's it's sort of similar to us but you know he was 16 at the first time he went to a pearl jam show around that 15 15 he says so that's you know, it's much different for all you guys that, you know, started in 93 when you were 15, you know, that's, it's going to be a cool little juxtaposition to see how that all, you know, comes together. So Brooklyn night two next week, merch is still open until the 15 and, uh, it may be the end, but not for much longer. I miss you always. And I miss you all day. Thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Sure.